With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Tennis.com podcast. And here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Across the Podcast, your Wimbledon daily audio recap of all things All England Club. This is Ed McGrogan, once again here to um, take your questions, go over the day of play at Wimbledon, and really just kind of, you know, reset where we are now after the first two rounds of play have been completed. We're down to a uh, 32 draw on both sides and you know a a Wimbledon that got through the first three days without I would say an upset that really knocked us off our feet even someone as high as Simona Halep losing her second round match I hardly think that is something that we wouldn't expect necessarily and maybe you can say the same for Rafael Nadal going down in the second round, Dustin Brown. But Rafa is the weird case of a player and, a, and really a pattern that we've seen for now four straight Wimbledons that he's played. And it's uh, an early round exit, relatively speaking, fourth round or prior for him each time. Uh, every time it certainly does have that feel of a stunning result. Uh, this one, to me, when I was watching it, you know, I certainly didn't feel like I felt when I was watching Lucas Rosal defeat him or Steve Darcis or even someone like Nick Kyrgios, who, for all Kyrgios's gifts, was still just 19, I think possibly 18 years old when he beat him last year in the fourth round. Brown, uh, 30 years old, we have to remember, and I think that's one interesting bit about this this result that it, it's not an upstart player that has a huge game that you know catches lightning in a bottle and and really is kind of you know untouchable at that point. Brown is someone who's older than Rafa. Uh, he's played Nadal before. Of course, he's beaten him before on grass, which was a big consideration going into this match. But to me, it's still, despite all you know, despite all that I mentioned, did have bits of that. This is a shocker, but also bits of, you know, we've seen this before, and we should almost perhaps be expecting this from Rafa at, at Wimbledon. The um, <clears throat> the evidence is kind of mounted on Nadal in, in in really such a strange career arc for him at this particular tournament. It, it's hard to remember a single player 
at a single event whose fortunes have swung so drastically as Nadal's at Wimbledon, where he goes from five consecutive final round appearances. He, he reached the final in 06 and 07. 08 beats Federer. 2010 beats Burdich after skipping uh, the event due to injury in 09, and back into the final in 2011, losing to Djokovic. Since then, second round, first round, fourth round, second round, in just it's it is hard to to wrap your head around. I think that's the point I'm trying to make is even with all of this evidence and all that we've seen since 2012, it's still hard to wrap your head around. How, why this event is such a bugaboo for Nadal uh, as compared to earlier in his career. And it's not that Rafa hasn't played well on in other grass tournaments at times, too. And you would think, and, and to me, that maybe that points to the best of five format that has served him so well on clay, you know, does not serve him well on grass here. And, you know, the, uh, you know his his presser after today, he shot down any talk of the injuries that have really characterized a lot of his recent losses here. Um, it's it's just another it's another kind of head scratcher in some ways because um, because Rafa has still put up very strong results in most events he's played. Now 2015, pretty big sample size. Now to go on with Rafa's year so far. Which is certainly going to be, you know, by far the worst of his career since he was made a name for himself back in 2005. Uh, Rafa will probably be out of the top 10 after this because he'll actually lose points from a fourth round, a fourth round showing in 2014 at Wimbledon, going out in round two here, and. It's uh, it's a very interesting time to think of you know really the where Rafa goes because I mentioned you know Dustin Brown was thirty Rafa's twenty nine and I think we I think we've seen how so many players have aged gracefully on tour and even have even gotten better with age Stan Wawrinka is a good example Federer of course is still playing great at thirty three has gradually but I think convincingly become a case of someone who really you know is is going to because of the way he plays the style the the amount of toll that he's put in his body over the years you know Rafa is not the quickest player on tour anymore far from I would even say I think we saw that a little bit against Brown uh, Brown today certainly hit the cover off the ball and looked great doing it for someone who appears as slender as he does he just gets so much out of his shots uh and and you know just a really really great effort on a court that rewards accurate but but and backhand and return too it wasn't just the you know the serve and forehand those two go ways we see these big upsets he he all around you can't say anything about a fluke from someone who qualified his way into Wimbledon uh and you know that's you know that's the latest Rafael Nadal blip on the Wimbledon radar and in doing so it opens up you know quite a bit on the in his section of the draw as you've probably heard we're going to have a quarter finalist amongst 
most interestingly, James Ward, uh, possible Murray Ward quarterfinal. I mean, that is a uh, that's something that is not likely to happen. But hey, James Ward has gotten through two matches. He he dodged Ferrer, lucky loser, uh, coming. In. Yeah, Ward himself a lucky loser. Dodges Ferrer, who pulls out. Ward wins two four-set matches. Uh, he will get Vashik Pospisil next. Pospisil, who beat Fanini today, 6-3, 6 Here has a tremendous opportunity, but Pospisil, uh, not a lot of singles, possibly pr- prospects going into Wimbledon with, with a recent injury, more focused on the doubles perhaps with Jack Sock, but he's into the third round, gets James Ward. You can't ask for a better draw than that. Uh, winner of that gets either Dustin Brown or Victor Troitsky. Um, Troitsky, 22 seed, uh, beating Alej Beden, 6-4-3-6-6-2-6-4. So you have, in all, amongst all this, a really open part of the bottom half of the men's draw here. And that's also good news for whoever comes out of the, the opposing uh, little octet of uh, quartet, really, of matches. And this is a much more imposing set of four players. Sanga versus Karlovich and Andreas Seppi versus Murray. You have a lot of flat ball hitters here. A lot of, you know, you know the other guys very well. Seppi, you of course know from him beating Federer in the Australian Open this year. But Seppi with a really strong result over Borna Chorch today, winning in five sets and the last two sets 6-1, 6-1. He gets Murray next. Murray, I picked to win this tournament from the beginning, actually. Um, I'm certainly not going to stray from that at this point. And Murray just tore apart Robin Haas, 6-1, 6-1, 6-4. Sanga and Karlovich, you know, Karlovich gets by one of the longest matches, if not the longest of the tournament, 13-11 in the fifth over Dolgopolov. It was on court 18 of all courts, too, the Isner Mahout court. And... Karlovich uh, gets Sanga. Sanga with a uh, straight sets win over Karlovich in this match. This was, but this could be a uh, another instance of Sanga kind of ass over Sanga. You know, Karlovich to to outlast to to show that the to show that he is more than just one shot. You got to be able to do that to beat someone. 13-11 in the fifth set. There there has to be and there is more than just one than one tennis shot, and that's what he's doing here. Um, And, you know, like I said, I think this all plays up really well for Murray overall. I expect him to get to the semis, and where, you know, who, of course, if you think he'll go there along as I do, the people he could face, um, a very strong bottom half of this men's draw now that we see here. Thomas Burdich to play Pablo Andahar. Gal Monfils to play Gilles Simon. He plays Roberto Atista Agut. And Sam Groth gets rocking very, very nice today against Query, who I didn't expect to put up much of. You know, Groth, who also who also gets by in straight sets over Duckworth. If Query does if Query doesn't put up that kind of resistance with his serve to Federer, it's hard to see Groth being able to make any further inroads. Uh, but Groth, you know, might be the better player than Query, truthfully, at, the, at this stage. Uh, Query has just been on a kind of an inexorable slide down from kind of his peak around the top 15, 
top 20 of, of years past. Um, and with Federer, if, if he does get by that, you know, Batista, Gut, or um, Basilashvili, a pretty nice pretty nice way perhaps to start the, the second week of play. Um, Monfils and Simone, I mean, that is just get your tea, get a couple, get a couple PEMs. I mean, do not plan on, uh, leaving that one anytime early. That is going to be, that's going to be, uh, rally central that match. Um, two guys that just love, they're just afraid of coming forward are going to make every shot, even on grass. It's not going to be fast enough for them to, to track, not to track down. Monfils and Simone, I think, I think a match that might get a little of attention, but actually might not really be that easy on the eyes because of the uh, the, the styles of play of those two. Uh, Burdich, you have to give credit for a one four and four win over Mahout, um, who could easily snag a set uh, and and challenge Tardy in the first round. Um, is looking to me like a Burdich quarterfinal there. Uh, go Burdich Federer and Hospital Troitsky and Brown. Love to see James Ward. He's a feisty guy, if, as, as some of you watched in um, in Davis Cup over the past year. Um, he when Britain played the United States two times, uh, Ward was a big part of those wins. Um, so what, let's let's say Murray Ward just just for uh, old glory's sake, I, I suppose. Um, to the women's draw. And what we saw today, pretty much as you as you would expect on the WTA side, uh, we have you know today. I thought overall, um, you could you could sum it up perhaps in what Patrick Kvitova did in her second round match, two and zero over. Uh, Karumi Nara really establishing herself as the content as the challenger for Serena if they get that far to the final. Uh, you could kind of throw out whatever Kvitova has done in the recent past as she just has a hold on Wimbledon, loves the tournament, loves you know loves everything about it. It's clear, and it's going to take really a hell of an effort to stop her. Uh, Yelena Yankovic will be the next person to try that. 28 seed with a 6-7-6-1-6-3 win over Yevgenia Rodina. Uh, that said, I cannot can't see Kvitova losing that one uh, either. One person who we we may have to pay a little more attention to who has really just made a name as sort of a, a disappointment at the slams, but you know, speaking of someone who likes Wimbledon, it's Agnieszka Radwanska, former former. Um, Semifinalist here, 6062 winner over Alia Tomjanovic. And with her only Sierra Rodwanska Kavitova fourth rounder on Monday, Monday is shaping up to be potentially just a very, 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 very great manic Monday, as they say. You know, there's possible Williams versus Williams. There's a lot of good stuff on the men's side. Rodwanska Kavitova would be really strong, too. And uh, it definitely could happen the way these two, the way they've played. Combined, Radwanska and Kvitova through four matches have dropped a total of ten games. So it is boding well for a two versus thirteen seed collision. Um, Madison Keys, 
makes good on getting to the second round. She wins in straights. Plays Tatiana Maria in the third round. Maria a 10-8 in the third winner over Ying Ying Duan. Um, this is kind of players. Rabarakova with the, actually the day's biggest upset on the women's side, being Massic 6-1 over Cornet. So two unseeded players. Uh, they still have to like commit of his chances. Even if so, even if a keys made it that far, I do I do see Kvitova as really kind of zoned in at this point. Um, the other women's matches today: Wozniacki wins six one seven six after leading um, Denisa Alertova six one five one. Needs to take it to eight six in a second set tiebreaker to advance. Gets Camilla Georgie. I do like Georgie in that Georgie Wozniacki match. Georgie. And Wozniacki had a memorable one at the Open about two years ago, and I do like Georgie on the fa- on fast courts. She won- she beat her at the Open, and I do think uh, I do think that's going to be the case on Saturday when they play at Wimbledon. Um, winner of that gets Muguruza or Kerber. Uh, Kerber six seven five six two. Winner over Pavlyuchenkova, Muguruza six three four six six two winner over Lucic Baroni. Kerber, as I said from the start of this one, I think his game is just tailor made for Wimbledon. Uh, I think she is a little too much more experienced than Muguruza. Not to say that Garbine has not put up big results in majors before, but I do like Kerber overall to get through that foursome of players I just mentioned. Uh, Finally, we have Baczynski versus Lizicki in the third round. Uh, Lizicki needs three sets to beat Christina McHale. McHale played a great match today, despite going down six. Have have pointed to McHale's game as as why she is. We we tend to come back to in 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 discussing American uh, sort of a a real snappy but but potent stroke. And she really, Lizicki, you know, sneaks at the second, runs away in the third. Um, I expect two six one winner over Solar Espinosa. Um, winner of that would get you Nicolescu or Christina Pliskova. And I, and like I said, I've from the beginning thought this is barreling down to a Kerber and Lizicki quarterfinal. I'll stick with that at the top, the bottom, Kvitova, and. Hard to go against Madison Keys amongst Keys and three unseated players. Um, applause of the day has to be Dustin Brown. We'll start with Dustin. We'll end with Dustin. Uh, unlike Dustin Johnson, he finished at this major. And uh, obviously, result of the day, clearly, it's Dustin Brown's win over Rafael Nadal. Uh, once again, thank you for listening to the Around Across the Podcast. Across the Podcast. I messed it up twice in one same. Didn't get a lot of questions yesterday, but please tweet yours to at Ed McGrogan, E-D-M-C-G-R-O-G-A-N. We'll take them tomorrow as we start to fill out what Monday will look like at Wimbledon. Thank you for listening once again. This is Ed McGrogan for Tennis.com. You've been enjoying the Tennis.com podcast. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.